1: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Ah! Welcome to Moosex County Cricket League podcast. My name is Salman Ali from North London Cricket Club, and this evening I'm joined by two uh, very interesting and uh, good guests in Christian Martin from Eden Cricket Club. Good evening, Christian. Hi, Sal. How are you? Very well, thank you. And taking Dan Hoff's place, who's absent this week, is another Twickenham member and our producer, and that's Eugene Berger. Good evening, Eugene. Hi, Sal. How are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. Good, good. So Christian I thought to start with yourself. Um we just want to sort of a bit of background in where you sort of um, sort of, uh, sort of first start playing in cricket and how you ended up at Ealing. And you've been there for seven seasons now is that correct? Yeah that's correct yeah seven years. Joined joined in 2013. Um so yeah so just give us the insight on your sort of background and how you came to playing at Ealing Cricket Club. So I
0: started playing cricket in Hertfordshire for a club called um Langleybury which is uh known known for a couple of reasons. One, it's where Stephen Finn grew up um, yeah. before he made his way to Middlesex. And secondly, there are overseas, back in 2005, a guy called Shazad Malik once scored 403 in one game in a cup competition against Middlesex Camels. Um, so that's that's how I kind of started. That's like, quite a feat. Yeah, yeah. It was unbelievable. It was off 137 balls and it was just carnage. Wow. Did, uh, uh, did you guys win it?
2: Christian, is that uh, uh, we did.
0: a full guy? We, we did win the game, yeah. We got 570 with the uh, guy at the other end, carried his bat the whole way through for 110, not out had yeah, the other best view in the house. Wow, wow. And the, uh, that is funny, quite a feat, yeah. He didn't even open the batting and he was out. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I started there. I joined um, under 11s. I joined just my local club down the road from, from where I live in Kings Angley. Um, and then was playing there and kind of went through the age group, started playing started playing adult cricket and got into the um, Hertfordshire setup, which is where I met Chris Peplow, who was um, the spin coach for my uh, Hertfordshire junior team um, and started working for him with him for a few years. Um, and then Langleybury got relegated. I was playing um, in the, back when the home counties were with Hertfordshire. Um, there was a Div Two East and a Div Two West um, that fed into the the Premier League, and Langneybury got relegated out of that. And at 18, okay. I, I was looking to kind of further my cricket. Wanted to wanted to try and try and play some some pro stuff. And um, and and Pep said that uh, Sammy Patel had just hung up his hung up his boots kind of thing, and they needed a spinner, and uh, and went from there.
3: Fantastic. So I mean when. When when you joined, obviously you you must have known the traditions of the club and of being you know Premier League champions, fantastic cup sort of tradition as well. And obviously you took over as captain. Was it three seasons back now? Was it? Yeah, three. I've done three years. Yeah, I mean, f- first of all, what what made you want to become the captain? But secondly, you know, was being a good cup side something that you want to sort of carry on? You know, continuing as a, as a captain as well. Absolutely. Um, I,
0: I I think I. Oh, I didn't really have any designs on the captaincy, to be honest. Um, Hugh Jones did it before me, and he stepped down, and and there wasn't there wasn't really a, a natural kind of progression. Um, we obviously went from from Luke Stoughton to to David Holt to, to Chris Petlow, and it was kind of you could always see a natural successor. Um and there wasn't there wasn't really one, so I, I kind of stuck my hand up along with a couple of other guys, and we we had a we all had to do speeches and kind of sell ourselves to the players about about kind of why we wanted to be captain and so on and so forth and and yeah um they chose me rightly or wrongly
2: <laughs> well um, in, in your first season you guys won the league right so you'd like to think that uh, <laughs> yeah. your captaincy had something to do with it <laughs>
0: i'm sure it might have had a, a small part of it but no we um it was a good year actually that 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 year and um it was it was kind of the perfect start but of of course the, the cup competitions is as you know, Ealing has a, a real rich history in in doing well in the cups and 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 really trying to give them a good go. And and we actually we the last we won the the T20 in 2015. We actually haven't we haven't done too much in them. Um, and that was kind of one of the big things in my in my captaincy that I was a little bit gutted about that. We actually hadn't um, given them a good run. Uh, we we'd lost early rounds in the Middlesex Cup, and we hadn't we hadn't really made it out of the group in either the Nationals or the T20. So that was kind of a big, wow. a big focal point, and still is,
3: as it was this season. Obviously, with your national run and, and obviously winning the league cup this absolutely, year, absolutely, yeah, you it, know, uh,
0: it worked out very nicely.
3: Brilliant. Before I move on to actually the cup competition, I just want to bring Eugene in here and ask Eugene. Obviously, you've played a lot of Premier Division cricket, and obviously played against Ealing. What's it? I mean, what's it like to play against Ealing from a, from your own perspective? Uh,
2: it's it's fantastic, if I can say that. Um, you know, it's always nice to to get. To, to go and play against, um you know, a decent bunch of blokes, uh, especially when they have a fantastic ground like uh, Corfton Road. You know, their uh, pavilion is something that that everybody speaks about. Um, obviously, they're also, uh, they happen to be a nice bunch of guys. But, um, yeah, I mean, when you play against them, it's always a tough um, on-field affair. There's always, you know, um, there's good, always good hard cricket that are played against them. And then when you get off the field, there's, there's always a cold pint waiting for you from them. So, yeah, I'd like to say that um, they're one of the nicer clubs that I've played against.
3: Brilliant, fantastic. So Christian, so obviously we went to the national now. I mean, fantastic run. Obviously, you lost to a very good side in, in, sports in the semi final. In 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 your lead up to do your your matches, what's the kind of preparation that you do? In sort of maybe knowing about the other teams or working out sort of sort of game plans you might sort of have in place.
0: I'll be honest. We try to keep it pretty simple um, and just just treat all the games as as the same really? It's it's obviously it's obviously not that that easy at times. We turn up to these games and and we had we only had one one big game at home this year, but against Weybridge and there's a lot more people there and there's there's always a bit of buzz and 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 especially on the Saturday before the Sunday, you, you kind of got one eye on the next day. But in terms of the lead up, just just kind of we, we do a bit of a research and see if we know anything about the other team and, and guys that might know them through minor counties cricket or, or kind of whatever, um, but. Really, we just try and turn up and, and and do our do the same thing that we would do on a Saturday.
2: One of the questions I have is how do you you know get commitment from the guys to both play on a Saturday and a Sunday? I mean, we've spoken to a couple of the other sides on on, on the Middlesex um, County Cricket League podcast, and there's always a question as to you know that commitment that the guys need to make. You know, most guys have got families now mm-hmm. and kids, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. How do you get the commitment from the guys to play two days? Uh, a week? It's
0: very hard. <laughs> um, I think we, yeah. I, I'm
2: I'm very lucky that obviously.
0: Ealing's always had a strong tradition of, of cup competitions, and and it's just kind of ingrained at the club um, that when the national comes around, you, you're going to be available, and and that that specific Sunday, um, you're going to play. I, I think, I, not to the kind of the the detriment of the Middlesex Cup, but I, I mean, we obviously prioritise competitions, and some guys may not be available for for certain ones, but I, especially with the national, we. Uh, we we're very lucky i tend to get exactly the same side out on a on a sunday as i do a saturday
3: yeah that's always good that that's good to hear it's great i mean it makes a massive difference doesn't it i suppose in terms of your 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 opportunity to actually win those competitions having well, good I, sides out I, I, I imagine so absolutely I, yeah. I think
0: we we just we wouldn't have a chance if we didn't if we didn't get the our our fully, our strongest side out to be honest and um yeah, I mean, you look at the other sides. We played Henley in a, in a round, and they they miss a lot of their players to minor counties cricket. And actually, it it, it can be a shame with the national that some of these these good sides in other leagues don't get, or
3: even in our own league, who don't kind of take it as seriously or give it give it a good go. We're going to move on to um, semi final yep. against Waterstone, and it might be somebody. Obviously, you know, you're still probably in your thoughts. Imagine. Um going so close to getting to the final. I mean, on, on the day itself it was a fantastic game. I sort of caught some of the highlights on, on pitch vision. Um and, you know, sort of toot and froed from, you know, one to another. What was your sort of initial sort of you know, pre match sort of thinking going into the game?
0: Um we always knew it was going to be tough. Um we played them a few times in in, in the national over the last few years, and I think I think the last time we played them back was in twenty fifteen and we lost at home. Um but it was. We knew it was going to be tough going to their place. That I don't. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's a very. We didn't know anything. It was a very weird shaped ground. Um, kind of very small in some areas, big in one area. Um, so it was. It was a t- It was always going to be tough. Um, and they were obviously a good side, but it, it was the, the build up was kind of. Slightly unsettled with the fact that we, we lost Robbie White, who who Middlesex had said, "Yep, he's able to play, be great." And then he got hit on the head um, by Keith Barker in a twos game on the Thursday, um, and we lost him to concussion, which was obviously a uh, a big loss. Um, but we were still we were still pretty confident, and um, yeah, I mean it was it was a tough loss in the end.
2: I suppose the only one saving grace there is is that you guys did. Um you 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 eventually lost to the winners. Um, I suppose does that make you feel any better or any worse? Than knowing that you know if you did get to the final, <laughs> you could have you could have won.
0: It's it's one of those, right? It's 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 a bit of both. Um, you look back at it and go, they're a good side. They also won the T twenty, um, the national T twenty that year as well. Um, so they're, they're they're a very good side. Yeah. Um, but it, it, there's that kind of that niggling thought that we were so close. I still think we should have won the game. Um, and and needing sixty off the last ten, um, we I we were in the driving seat, and unfortunately, it just wasn't to be. And, and we, I think we, we we lost something like six for twenty or, or something in the end, as we were just ended up chasing the game. But I mean, they are a very good side, and they, they were an experienced side as well. I think one of the the, the main takeaways that 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 I took out of it, especially, um, was we have a very young side and a and, a, and an inexperienced side. Um, who haven't played in a lot of big national games? There was from the from the team that played in the 2013 final. It was only myself, Ollie, and Milo uh, in that side. So we'll we'll learn a lot from it. But it, it was tough to take, and then to go watch them go to Lords and, and and
3: win the way they did. Um, yeah, kind of makes you feel like if We did beat them. We, we yeah, probably would have quite convincingly. They won, didn't they, in the final from what I, what I saw. Yeah, I mean, yeah I'm also. The the extra bonus of playing back at Lords again, in terms of the final, whereas in the past it's been held at sort county grounds, isn't it? Like Derbyshire, etc. So that must have seen a bit more. Oh no, it's fantastic! The competition,
0: just to to say, I I think. I mean, I know the ECB have tried to to kind of breathe a bit of life back into it, Um, and that's that's fantastic. That's kind of all we could. All we could think about, right, was was getting to Lords and and representing representing your club at Lords. Um, I've been lucky enough to play there for the MCC, but I just I wanted to walk out representing Ealing at Lords, and and as did the rest of our players. And it was, it, it it made it it made it a lot tougher to kind of take when you you felt you got that close, right? Definitely. Well,
3: I've never been that close ever, so you know, obviously for it was, it was tough. I mean, is it is it plans extended for the to be played at Lords again? Is it? Do you know if that's uh, on your I agenda? Yeah. I, I, I
0: I think they're trying to to keep it there um from now on which will be great
2: yeah one of the things that um obviously brought um you know cricket to life for Ealing and specifically on that game I know that you guys were having a couple of broadband issues when you went down to to play that semi-final but you know I I was going to get your guys opinion of using pitch vision and what it's done one for for the game of you know of cricket but more importantly what that's done for Ealing I mean obviously Neil's at the club and you know, he, he sort of runs it. But obviously, uh, I'm interested in your thoughts on the technology and how that's changing the way we actually play, if at all. You know, I'd, it might be I, just as normal.
0: I think it's fantastic. Um, I think as, a, as an amateur player, to be able to go back and within moments of getting out or taking a wicket or whatever, to go back and watch it is is, is awesome. Um, but but we're also very lucky that we're, we're, we're a very well-supported club. We've followed two games, but also people that, that can't get to games have been logging on. We've had people all over the world watching us play and I think the kind of how how Pitch Vision enables and, and other platforms I probably should say. Um yep. <laughs> enables um, people from all over the world to, to kind of watch their club. We have we have past players in, in Australia watching us and it's fantastic.
2: Absolutely. Do you guys use it for training in any way? I know I know PitchVision can be used for both, you know, obviously live streaming, but it's also a training aid. And I was interested to see if you guys, I mean, Twickenham's got one too, and obviously we use it for probably the same reason as you, is that we want trying to expand, you know, our viewership and get as many people watching. And as you, as you rightfully say, to watch those uh, those shots uh, and reminisce about them for for years to come, instead of it just being in the memory, it's now etched into you know the digital format of the internet. So, but do you guys use it for for training, or, or is it just a, a an on field uh, during match days? <laughs>
0: I think there's a there's a lot of to be said of kind of watching yourself back and trying to trying to figure out what's going wrong and being able to tra- change that in training. Unfortunately, I don't tend to watch many shots I just watch watch my uh, middle stump kind of being uprooted and figure out why that's happening. Um, but yeah you know it's a it's a great platform to be able to watch that back and and kind of have that real-time feedback of of, of seeing yourself batting or, or bowling and
3: kind of figuring out where things are going wrong. All right. Fantastic. I mean, just moving away from from the national in picture, and pitch, now we will talk about the league cup itself. So obviously, you know, runners up in the or actually was it third in the end in the league in the Premier League on points the, yeah, was we it? Had a, Technical yeah. we had a, on technicalities, I imagine. We had a bit yeah. of a
0: hangover, uh, The final day after the
3: the week after the national, um, and and lost. Yeah, league. we saw that. Um, I mean, obviously, so the league cup was your your sort of main chance for silver, is yes. Yeah? So how much more? Added importance did you add to that when it came to the sort of finals and the semi-finals of that, of that competition?
0: I mean, I, I've tried to add importance to that over the last last couple of years. I think we actually, as a club, haven't done particularly well in the Middlesex Cup for the last seven or eight years, and and it, it probably slightly because it gets overshadowed with with the the, the big national competitions, but. I, I've I've been really trying to put an emphasis that we should be we we want to be challenging. We want to be winning silver, and especially like like this year when you don't you don't win anything else, and and you you're not winning the league or the national. That actually having something at the end of the season to, to kind of to have is is great. So no, we put a real emphasis on it.
3: Fantastic, and I mean, the final itself, ten it was, it was quite sort of comfortable in the end. By, by looking at the scorecard and the highlights,
0: it it was. Um, Again, we were very lucky that we turned up with our, our, our pretty much our full-strength side, um, and we were we were very good from the off. Mungo bowled a superb opening spell that kind of set the tone for us, and to bowl them out for 130, I think it was, and and we knocked it off in 17 overs with with Ollie kind of doing what Ollie does and got 76 off about 40 balls.
3: Brilliant. Something we've been speaking about previous podcast is, is talking about I mean there's there's sort of two sort of two versions of this one is actually within our league itself and one outside the league and it's a, a playoff system. Um my my initial idea was uh having the, the winners of our league for instance playing against maybe Essex, Kent, Surreys champions in like a um two semi finals and the final spread over sort of two weekends. I mean is that something you you'd be in favour of or your players maybe sort of you know keen to get involved in if that happened?
0: Uh personally I, I actually I wouldn't be um, I, I think in, in terms of deciding who wins the league I, I think that should just be on a league basis and, and it's the best team over the course of 18 kind of weekends rather than you could turn up in September and, and at the end of the season and kind of lose the league from there um, I don't think maybe not a bad idea the winners of each league going and playing playing other local leagues but I, I think for from, from my point of view we, we kind of view the, the cup competitions for that sort of opportunity um, mm. and actually Okay. The league the league should stay as, as the league and you have the Cups to kind of go and beat teams in other areas and, and so on and so forth.
3: Okay, interesting. I mean, I, I think something else that's been discussed was obviously, and you mentioned it yourself earlier, everyone, was regarding the mining counties and, you know, sort of the clubs who lose players in mining counties are weakened in, in the Sunday format. So this could be maybe one way of actually them playing the strongest sides on a Saturday. I mean, it's, just, it's just a thought.
0: No, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a terrible idea. I think it's it's sort of something that, that kind of I'd like to hear some more opinions about it, really. But I, I think in terms of the minor counties, I, I think that the the ECB are trying to to kind of switch the national fixtures up with the minor counties, which because they I, I don't know if you know that, but they're reducing the number of teams in the competition now.
3: Oh, oh, is it four? Is it sort of four per Premier League now? Is that correct? Something like
0: or? that. Yeah, and I think it's based on performance of each Premier League. Certain teams, I think, in Middlesex, we have eight that don't hold. Okay. Me. Um, so I wonder whether actually trying to change that competition and moving it away from minor counties might might kind of help that. But I I don't, I don't know. I wonder what the appetite would be for for people kind of coming back at the end of the, the season to play more cricket. Um, yeah. I know it flashes by, but
3: especially myself, by the end of it, I'm pretty, pretty looking forward to a bit of a break. Yeah,
2: surely understand it.
3: Eugene, I'm going to ask you: What's the sort of sort of structure of club cricket in South Africa? I know it's been a while since you played, but I mean, how does it work? Yeah, out I mean, right
2: last, last time I played club cricket in South Africa, I think was around 2002, 2003, so a fair few years ago. But um, yeah, obviously visiting friends back at home when I um, when I go and visit them, it sounds like it's pretty similar. Um, you know, they still the the league, which obviously is very similar to this um it's it's from memory it's also um 50 50 so 50 time based and 50 uh over based they've also got from uh in some of the leagues um two-day games so you know i think that's similar to the australian leagues that they have so they'll play a game on a on a, a sunday and a sorry a saturday and a sunday so you know there's a couple of different leagues that i suppose one of the big changes that I found when I came to the UK after playing in South Africa was the training regimes that, um, that that people have here. And, you know, this might be this might be different at Ealing, but most of the clubs that I've played at, there's generally only one training session a week. Um, and, you know, I was used to training sort of every Tuesday, every Thursday. In actual fact, we get down on a Friday evening too for a bit of a run around, make sure that you're warm and ready for, you know, well, not warm and ready, but you're, you're, you're alert and, and making sure that you're ready for the weekend's game. So. That was the one thing that I found was is, is quite different from playing club cricket in South Africa to here. Um, I don't know what the what, what's Eileen's training regime like, Christian. Is it uh, once a week? Do you guys train more than once? How does how does that work?
0: We so ones and twos train on a Thursday, um, Thursday night, and then on a Tuesday is kind of the the threes, fours, and fives. Um, I, it's very hard. I, I think you obviously have. Being in London, I'm sure it's the same for lots of other. lots of lots of people have kind of careers and it's 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 difficult. Um, actually, there'll be there'll be some weeks where some guys won't trade, um, but I it, I think it's very hard in kind of being around London with with kind of the jobs and things that people do to actually get somewhere for six o'clock on a weekday evening can be pretty tough.
2: I was going to say yeah, I mean most clubs have exactly that same issue. You know, it's um it's it's something that we just got to get to grips with and understand. Um, it does make me wonder what the other sides up north do, um, and like I say, the more the more often we do this podcast, the more we'll find out. So yeah, it's a, it's a good it's a good uh, summary. This
0: in an ideal world, we'd have we'd have a, a great training session with twenty guys out every week, but I just it's just not possible, right? I, I think over the course of the season, if guys can make training more often than not, and and when they're there, make it make it kind of worthwhile, then I think that's probably in, in this sort of day and age the best we can hope for, right? Especially when you're asking them to give up so much of their time on. Especially for us, Saturdays and Sundays.
3: I'm a question. What I mean, obviously, it's interesting to know what what is the week of a Premier Division captain consist of, from from when the game finished on Saturday to maybe the following Friday. You know, involve lots of WhatsApp messages, emails. You know, meetings with players or committee members. How, how is it for you? Well, it's 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 always a beer straight after. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um yeah, and yeah, you, kind of, you you don't stop really um you just move on to the next one i, I think the, the kind of the 18 week season flashes by because you just you're on the go all the time um and you you go from one saturday to, to maybe a sunday fixture and then as soon as the sunday fixture's over you, you're doing your umpires your umpires report from the saturday game and then you're trying to get your
3: side together for the following week you yeah, have say how many sort of conversation would you have during a week you know with players or you know members of the club in terms of what's happening for the following weekend. Is it is it quite full on?
0: It is, yeah. I, I mean we'll we have a selection committee that, that kind of meets on a Thursday after training and, and that's where the um the kinds of sides are announced after that. But before that i I'm normally pretty set on, on what my side's gonna be or, or, or pretty close to it and that just involves conversations with director of cricket, vice captain, sort of players, where they're at, anything, so on and so forth. So yeah, it is it is pretty full on.
2: It is an interesting one when you say that, though, because um, most people want to know where they're come Tuesday so that they can make plans for the weekend in terms of travel. Have you guys had any issues with that or are uh, or, or, or you we, pretty flexible? We moved,
0: we moved our selection from a Tuesday to a Thursday purely because we'd, we'd do it on a Tuesday and then everything would change come Thursday, Friday. That's a good people point, People would drop yeah. out or... or, or Robbie White, we wouldn't know if he was going to be available. Or, or back in back when I started, we had Robbie Arthur and Harry Podmore. Um, mm. So it was it was just it, it was too complicated to to kind of pick a side on a Tuesday and and not sort of know whether that was actually going to be what the side was going to be on a Saturday. So we kind of made the decision that that teams would be announced after training on a Thursday. But um, I don't think there's an ideal way of, way of doing it. Right? I think whichever kind of whether you do it on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, there's always going to be people that would rather know earlier or, or things will change.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure every club's got their own sort of system of operating selection, you know, and, and as you said, it will constantly change, I imagine, over the years. I mean, obviously we've spoken quite a lot about this season, not giving too much away. Um, what does 2020 hold for, Ealing and yourself?
0: Well, I think that the biggest thing 2020 holds is our 150th year. So, Oh, well, we've got a fantastic year of kind of events and celebrations um, lined up which has all been kind of overseen by John poor our president um, um, which is looks fantastic it actually kicks off with a, um, a dinner in the long room at Lords in March um, which will be amazing um, so f- firstly for the club as a whole it's going to be a really special year um, but in terms of kind of us from a from a first team point of view hopefully hopefully back winning the league and and um, and going well in the cup competitions again. I think it's kind of that—that that is what it, what the sort of benchmark is. Ealing, right, is to just try and compete every year and 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 hope we will. I think we're we're shaping up quite nicely at this minute. So,
3: yeah, we'll brilliant. In, in terms of recruitment, I mean, maybe they would see us play or play some other clubs. When does that sort of you know sort of kick into place at, at your club?
0: Straight away, as soon as the, pretty much as soon as the season finishes. Um, so for for us, we will kind of figure out if, if the overseas guys from the year before are going to come back or not, um, and kind of start working with that. But yeah, I I don't think that ever that doesn't you don't really get much of a break because you, you're constantly on on it again. Um, but recruiting is difficult, especially in our league, because there's so many leagues around in in such a kind of small area. But also you've got you've got leagues around that people get paid to go play, so it's it can be tough.
2: Yeah, totally agree with that. I suppose one thing a little bit away from Cricket Christian, how did um, your Bonfire Night or Guy fox Night go? Um, I know that you guys obviously always uh, have an annual thing where you put it on and you put on a good do at your club. Um, just a, it, a little bit of a summary as to how that went this year.
0: It was wet. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was very wet. I think a lot of credit goes to the guys that organised it that we actually got one on to be honest um, because the the ground was awful. So we, we in, in kind of it was all right. I think we we can be fairly happy that we got one on and we got we probably got around 3000 people rather than 6000 people there as normal but I think to be perfectly honest anybody that wants to go and stand and watch fireworks in the rain and and in kind of a field of mud is crazy. So
2: Perfect. Yeah, I mean it was a wet night unfortunately. Can't forecast the weather. Exactly. Right? exactly
0: and unfortunately we kind of were in the luck of the gods with that but it was still a fantastic evening it was it was it was put on as well as ever um just a shame the weather kind of dampened it a little bit
3: christian we're going to move on to our favorite part of our podcast and it's our quick fire questions round so we're going to we're going to give you 10 sort of questions with a you know sort of two answers you choose one that you'd like to favor the most um we're going to start off with. Uh, going to start off first. Is that yeah, I'll, Eugene, I'll, go you know, first. First question, I'll go first. I'll go first today.
2: So, I suppose this is a this is one that's close to my heart, Christian. Um, what do you prefer, pink or red ball? Oh,
0: red ball. But the format of the pink cricket, oh. <laughs> I, would, I would not be playing with white balls. I don't like the pink balls,
2: um. So I'll say red ball. Yeah, you're not the first person that said the pink balls are no good. <laughs>
3: So, so what would you rather, TMS or the Sky Sports Cricket Team?
2: Sky Sports Cricket Team. Very good, very good. On to a couple of personnel. Would you rather have a conversation with Graham Swan or Phil Tuffnell? Oh, It's got to be Tuffers. Fair enough.
3: Now, I know you're on social media. Uh, of the two, do you favour Twitter or Instagram?
2: Instagram. Got to like the pictures, yeah. Um, obviously, after stalking your Twitter and Instagram feed today, um, would you rather have Watford winning the Premier League or Ealing winning the National?
0: Oh. Ealing winning the National,
3: I can't see Watford ever winning the Premier League. <laughs> Especially not in the way we've been playing this year. Very good point. Okay, so... um, this is a chance to be a hero in a game would you rather be a hero by hitting a six off the last ball or taking a hat trick to win the game hitting a six because I just never do it (laughs) I mean I've never taken a hat trick either
0: but
2: hitting a six for sure Okay, good. good. obviously with the festivities that have just passed this weekend um, Cheltenham Festival or Test Match at Lords Cheltenham Festival Good answer.
3: <laughs> Top man. Okay. What would you rather drink? Pint of lager or a pint of bitter?
2: Lager. Cool. On a Saturday, which is better? Ealing lunch or Ealing tea? Ealing lunch. You can't beat the barbecue. I shall sample
3: that's very good. Very is good, very good, on good. On a Sunday. I can beat the barbecue. Okay. So we know that you're a bit of a comedy fan, from what I've been told by a couple of your players. Um, but also, you got some comedians in your change rooms as well. So, who you, who's your favorite comedian? Would it be Chris Glasper or Lee Evans? Chris Glasper. Well, it'd be tough to hear that, I'm sure.
0: Okay. If, if anyone's got him on social media, he has a, a fantastic video of him dancing in the change room, pops up probably twice a year, which is
3: hilarious. <laughs> Cool. I got one we're, more. We'll have one to
2: more try and track that one down. Yeah, I got one more for you, Christian. Um, obviously, with the aspirations for next year, if you had the choice between, obviously, I would imagine the answer is going to be both. Yeah, but if you had the choice of Ealing winning the national or winning the winning the MCCL, which one would you prefer?
0: I have to be the national. We <laughs> we've got so close so many times and never quite done it. So. Obviously, the answer is both, but if I could, if I could only have
3: one, it would, it would definitely be the
0: national. Yeah,
2: exactly. I thought so. Cool, um, cool.
3: Fantastic. So we're we're going to wrap things up, Christian, pretty soon. But I just want to mention, obviously, next week is the AGM. Would you be intending that yourself? Or I'll be there. Yeah. Some, yeah, You're going to be there. Is there anything on note that you think is happening that might be interesting for us to know about, or might be well, voted I, upon? I
0: mean, from a from a club's perspective, we've we've put forward three proposals. So I'll okay. be i there explaining those and kind of hoping they get passed. Um, do
3: I'll go into a bit of detail if you want. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, we've got a bit of time left. I think. Yeah,
0: go, yeah, go, go for it. it. So yeah, I yeah. Think we the first one, which is probably the the biggest change, um, is a change to the point structure to to kind of um, help with the abandoned games. I think the kind of the the one point rule for an abandoned game at the minute is just wrong with the fact that you can get two points for losing a game doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, So we've proposed to move towards average points, um, which basically means that when your game gets rained off, you do not get any points. um, And it's just the the points table is worked out based on the number of completed games. So you you are kind of on your position based on your points per completed game. Um, I actually spoke to Tom Morton, who they run this, um, they have this down in... um, in the Southern League. And he says it's fantastic and it, and it works and it's it's probably the fairest way that it's doing. So we've proposed that. Um, we've proposed allowing um, first-class overseas for a couple of reasons, really. Um, a, because in the national, you're now allowed on overseas. Um, so it kind of puts us at a bit of a detriment to other leagues in, in, in kind of there when they can have a first-class overseas. If we example we played Bucky Bridge. And they had Tom Bruce playing for them and the next day he flew off to go play for New Zealand in a T20 competition. <laughs> um, so we propose that one. I just think that will kind of bring the standard of, of the league up as well. Um, and then the third, the third one, which is a pretty small one, is um, pink balls to be used for the whole of the T20 competition. Um, at the minute you start with a red ball um, and move to pink balls after sides have coloured kit. But to me, test cricket's played in whites with a pink ball. So if a side doesn't have have coloured kit? They play in whites, um, but it just keeping the kind of consistency through the whole competition would,
3: would kind of make sense. Oh, very interesting. Have you discussed obviously the first class overseas with other sort of captains or players who are in the league? Is that something not are really. in favour um, as well? It was, it
0: was brought up a little bit at the, the spring the spring AGM. Um, it was brought up when when they first announced that the national you were allowed to have a, have an overseas playing now, um, but I haven't I haven't really discussed it, so I kind of wait wait and
3: see okay really interesting look forward to hearing the results of that uh before we actually wrap up we are going to talk about um some mccl pre um, ex players okay. who've been performing well against england in the last in the last week or so uh, I, know, I know eugene you've had two of the guys actually play at your club in jacob bula and leo carter um, what's your recollection?
2: On those yeah, guys? that's correct. So, yeah, I mean, we, we've been quite fortunate in that we've had um, three New Zealand overseas in in the past couple of years. We had uh, Sean Hicks, who played for Auckland and uh, later the Otago Vults, um, also Leo Carter, who was captain of the the first game um, on when they played against England, and then our latest overseas, Jacob Buller, um, who scored a good uh, sixty against um, England in that first game. Um, you know not saying that they're the only players that played because as you say there was Glenn Phillips and, and Finn Allen from the Bronsbury side um, so yeah it was great to to see you know the talent that we've had within the Middlesex County Cricket League on show in New Zealand um, yeah it'd be good to start seeing some of our homegrown plays in the England side but I'm sure that uh, you know clubs like Ealing and North Mid and you know the, the the clubs that are sort of leading the way in the youth development will we'll make sure that that happens but um, yeah it was great to see those guys playing against England and I suppose you know recollections of Leo, great guy, um, you know very upfront and and honest with people. Um, you know Jacob again, very quiet, subdued, um, great great batsman and very good off spinner too. So yeah, I think Jacob scored about five hundred and fifty runs for us in twenty eighteen at an average of forty five, and you know ended up taking something like twenty five wickets. I remember in the one game against Hampstead, he scored one hundred and thirty five not out and took five for thirty eight or something. So you know, it was a, a, a he was a, he was one of those guys that was uh, really up for big uh, big match performances. So yeah, Jacob was a great guy. We still keep in touch, and it was great to see him hit um, Joffrey Archer for six. I do wonder what he was thinking the very next baller. That was uh, that was sure all he was. Yeah.
3: Christian, do you have any sort of memories of playing against any of these any of these guys at all? I in, in your time with the last a, couple of years, Jacob
0: last year, I think I. In terms of um the, the other guys i i've heard a lot about finn and and um Glenn, Glenn, um about how good they were but i just i think it's a great advert for the league that that guys can come over here and and do really well and it kind of shows how strong our league is that these guys go on to bigger and better things when they get home um and playing against England is is, is a is kind of a, a fantastic advert for our league right
3: Definitely, definitely. Yeah, it just it just just shows you said how strong the MTCO is in terms of, you know, players we can attract. You know, um, and long it may continue. Hopefully, guys, we're gonna have to wrap it up now. Christian, thanks very much for coming on this evening. Really enjoyed talking to you and listening to your, um, you know, insights into into the league and and how innings run and how how, how it fares during the season. Thanks very no, much. Thanks that. for having me. Brilliant. Um, and you, Eugene. Thanks for producing. Uh, and been on being on, being on again and, and we'll be back in, in a couple of weeks time hopefully with another podcast Yeah, absolutely
2: Guys, if you've got any questions please feel free to reach out to the MCCL um, Twitter feed If you are using the Anchor app please ask the questions live and we'll get your questions on so we are looking for a bit more feedback from anybody that's out there listening um, and obviously it would be great if you are on your podcast if you could, um, you know, rate us uh, we are trying to get a, a good listenership going and it's working quite well so, um, yeah, appreciate you guys providing some feedback